0: Welcome back, ladies, to another episode of the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I am so excited to dive into our topic today. We are talking about gut health. We're going to do like a gut health 101 overview today. We're going to talk about what causes an unhealthy gut. And then we're also going to dive into the nine steps to supporting your gut. And one of the reasons we're diving into this today is because the holidays are coming up. And I have had... Lots of women reach out to me on Instagram, sending me direct messages and just saying things like, I'm so nervous about the holidays coming up, I'm nervous to tell my family that I'm not eating gluten or I'm not eating dairy or that I can't eat my mom's sweet potato pie because it's so full of sugar and it impacts my gut and it's so full of gluten and just things like bloating and just going through the holidays essentially feeling like crap. And If you're like me and you have kind of a sensitive gut, like my stomach, my digestive health is really an area of weakness for me and I really have to be conscious about what I'm eating and the amount of sugar I might eat or dairy that I might consume. I don't consume gluten. I would say it's very rare that happens i say very rare because i'm thinking of my italy trip right now a couple years ago when i ate all of the gluten but that's what you do when you're in italy like you eat gluten and it's so different there like the quality of their products and they don't have hybridized wheat like it's just so different and so the quality is really different and in fact i felt so amazing when i was on my trip in italy and eating all of the things and One of the reasons why I felt really good while I was on my trip in Italy was because I had two weeks off. I had two and a half weeks off of traveling and exploring and adventure and stress-free and no email and no phone and no work. And that will have an impact on your gut. So that's definitely something we're going to dive deeper into today, which I'm really excited for. And again, it's just been something I've been receiving a lot of questions around and women just feeling... Really uncomfortable around this time of year. And man, it is like, I don't know about how you guys and how you guys are feeling, but it's December. And yes, I know it's like a crazy busy month because of like holidays and events and parties and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's like an extra busy month for me. And I think because as we head into 2022, like we're doing lots of work here behind the scenes and planning and prepping for the new year. And we will actually be rebranding our podcast. I'm actually recording this on a very brand new mic right now and it's very sexy. I know you can't see the setup but it's just amazing setup and a new mic and the whole thing and we're really putting a lot more energy into the podcast for the new year but a new look and all kinds of new stuff is coming for the new year and it won't be officially ready for January but february 1st is our launch date for our rebrand of our podcast so i'm so excited stay tuned for that because lots of it is in store for that and i just wanted to plant that little seed here okay so i digress let's dive into gut health and one of the first areas that i really want to start here is i want to talk about my gut story And really, it started from birth. So I was a C-section baby and I was formula fed. My mother did breastfeed me for a few months and then transferred over to formula. And now, of course, 30, how old am I? 38, 38 years ago, the quality of formula was so different than what it is now because there are so many more additives that are approved each year that are so highly toxic, and that was not the case 38 years ago. And I also want to be really clear here that I know that there are so many women who want to have a natural birth, but their birth plans kind of go out the window because of different complications and whatnot, and you may have to have a c-section baby, and you may have a really hard time breastfeeding, and so you have to formula feed. So it's okay. I just want to let you know that this is not for you to feel shameful about your decisions and what you've done. I'm just sharing my story because there is lots of research that does show the impact of breastfeeding and also the impact of a c-section baby because what happens is you don't go through the birth canal and pick up all that really good bacteria and so I'm just really taking you back to where this story began and for me it was definitely at birth. Now growing up I wasn't put on like prescription drugs or anything like that per se like I would put on different medications at different times because my parents did what they knew best at the time, right? I remember, especially in my teenage years, like really struggling with migraines and so there was a migraine medication that was prescribed for me, which I took like on and off and if I caught a cold or a flu, I was sick or fever, like my parents would put me on over-the-counter meds and things like that they needed to because they wanted me to get better. And again, this is not pointing fingers about how you're raising your children or what you're doing with yourself and your choices. Again, I'm sharing my story about things that have impacted my gut because, as we know, prescription drugs and medication use and all of that, it really starts to cause and create an imbalance of bacteria in the gut. And then also, Like I ate a lot of carbs growing up and I'm sure many of you did too, right? Like what teenager is like, of course I was health conscious. I was super interested in like health and nutrition and food and nutrition and all of that from a really young age. But I didn't know really what like, macros meant and carbohydrates and the impact of carbs in your glucose and sugar and blood sugar. I didn't really know all of that. So most of the time, my plate was full of carbohydrates. And I think about like bread and pasta and rice, cookies and candies and treats, all that kind of stuff that I ate, right? And then I went on the birth control pill for about eight years and that destroys the gut. Prescription, drugs, medications, the pill all causes leaky gut. It destroys the lining of the gut and it also causes nutrient deficiencies. So I went on the pill for, you know, quite some time and then I caught a parasite on vacation. Yes, I was in my early 20s. It was no fun. I couldn't eat. I had super loose stools. I had IBS symptoms. I remember being in Mexico no actually I was in Cuba and I don't know exactly what caused it but when I think back to that trip I think about standing in line for lunch and the sun's beating down it's a beautiful hot day and I'm standing in line getting my lunch and they were doing this like outdoors grilling day and so like I remember lining up to get Grilled fish, and I was standing there, and there was just this bucket of fish sitting out in the heat and in the sun. And I don't know, I think that's maybe one of the things that caused it, or the thing that caused it. But I ate that, and then it really wasn't until I got home a couple days later after my vacation, and the symptoms really started to show up, and it was just really not pretty. So that's kind of my gut story is just taking you back to like the history of all these different things that have impacted my gut and my digestive system over the years, because what ends up happening is so many of us, we are dealing with symptoms right now, and then we forget that it's actually been things that have been impacting us for a really, really long time. So it's just about connecting the dots. So I'm sharing that story with you so that perhaps you can connect the dots for yourself. So some really interesting facts about the gut. Your gut is your second brain with over 95% of serotonin receptors located in your gut. Serotonin is your happy hormone. So when it comes to moods, we really want to be looking at the health of our gut because it plays a role in our everyday mood. There are over 400 known diverse bacterial species, and we are pretty much 90% bacteria. And I always joke that we are basically one big walking bug. (laughs) And then approximately three kilograms of bacteria is in the gut. That's more bacterial cells than that actually is human cells, which is pretty wild. So why is gut health so important? So numerous reasons. Gut bacteria assist in food breakdown. It produces essential nutrients, well bacteria specifically, produce essential nutrients and allow for greater nutrient bioavailability. It impacts our health, our vitality, our immunity, and our hormones. It protects us against food allergies and intolerances. And it's really important for cognition, for memory, and for brain health. And then it also aids in weight loss ability, which is really key. So I'm sure that we are all really aware of the everyday symptoms of digestive disorder. So things like abdominal cramping, bloating, diarrhea, heartburn, constipation, gas, right? These are some like everyday symptoms that a lot of people experience ongoing. Even things like fatigue and headache, depression, brain fog, these are also some everyday symptoms that a lot of people are struggling with, and you may not actually relate them to gut health specifically. But to take this even deeper, when we really have bacteria out of balance and we really have issues going on, there are other symptoms that we may not even recognize that is associated with the gut, like autism, depression, weight gain, allergies, acne, Mental fogginess, eczema, psoriasis, or just skin issues and skin rashes. Autoimmune conditions, of course, like Hashimoto's, inflammatory bowel disease, type 1 diabetes, estrogen dominance. These can all be related to an unhealthy gut. And so how does this happen? You know, what causes an unhealthy gut and unhealthy gut flora in the first place? So there's a few things. So I mentioned some of them already. Antibiotics and medications destroys the good bacteria in the gut. Sugar and high carb diets, because sugar, your bad, quote unquote, bad bacteria will feed off of that glucose and the sugar, and that will cause sort of that bad bacteria to flourish and overgrow. Wheat, gluten, grains, again, these can all destroy the gut lining. They can really start to impair the lining of the gut, which can lead to leaky gut. Now, I have grains in there. I say grains because some people can tolerate them really well and others cannot. And if you are having underlying thyroid issues going on and other gut and digestive issues going on, it may be something to consider eliminating. Vegetable oils, super unstable, very high in omega-6 fatty acids, which are pro-inflammatory. So you definitely wanna be conscious of vegetable oils and just 100% getting them out of your diet, like sunflower oil, safflower oil, corn oil, Crisco, canola, soy, all of those, those gotta go 100% out of your diet. Chronic stress. This is a really big cause of unhealthy gut flora. And I know you might think like, Maybe that's a weird one. Like, how does chronic stress cause an unhealthy gut flora? Well, because it starts to change things in the body metabolically, right? It starts to cause a different breakdown in the body. If you just think in simple terms of... Like when you're nervous, say you have to like give a presentation and you have to go speak on stage or something like that in front of hundreds of people, like what starts to happen when you have this nervousness and this stress that's building up, where do we feel it most? We feel it in our gut, right? Some of us get like really loose stools before we go on a flight because we're nervous about flying. Like there's such a connection there, the gut and brain connection. And so when we're under chronic stress, Yes, of course that's impacting the brain and it's impacting hormones, but it's also going to impact the gut as well. So it can definitely cause an imbalance with that bacteria in the gut flora. And then, of course, chronic infections. If there's any underlying infections that may be going on, ones that you know of or don't know of, those could be very latent. Is that the term I want to say? Latent in the body? I don't know if that's the right term I want to say. But they can be kind of just like hiding out in the body, really quiet, and you don't actually realize that there are infections going on. Things like Epstein-Barr, right? That can be something that's going on that you're unaware of. So there could be some perhaps fungal or bacterial stuff viral stuff that's happening and you're just not really clear that that's what's actually happening so there's lots of things that can cause an unhealthy gut flora and the most important function of the gut is to prevent foreign substances from entering the body so this is where leaky gut comes in now sometimes when we think of the term leaky gut we literally think about like our gut having holes and like leaking out everywhere and listen your gut you're not going to be like leaking things out everywhere that's not what it is it's although in a sense that's kind of what's happening internally in your body okay so basically like the progression of leaky gut you have these different triggers so things like stress toxins food pathogens drugs infections like a lot of the things i just spoke about you have these different triggers And they start to trigger the gut and cause inflammation. And so what starts to happen is they're causing inflammation in the gut and they start to impair the intestinal mucosal cells, which are typically really tight junctions. These cells are really tightly close. Think of these cells like hugging each other and like not letting go. And they're just giving these like really tight bear hugs. But you have food particles or toxins or pathogens or something that comes along and starts to break apart these cells, starts to break apart this bear hug between these cells. And as these cells start to break apart, well, now there's spaces in between the cells. And so what happens is the toxins, the food particles, the pathogens, the drugs start to get into those spaces. And then it starts to create this systemic inflammation it starts to turn on this like immune response because you have these particles and these things these pathogens these drugs these infections that should not have passed through in the first place And now that they have, they're in the bloodstream, and now there's systemic inflammation happening. Your immune system is basically like, what the heck is going on? And it starts to go haywire because it sees these particles floating around in the bloodstream, which isn't normal. So it's like, oh my god, I gotta go attack these things. And what ends up happening? Well, your immune response gets triggered, you start to experience more inflammation, and over time, it starts to lead to poor and ill health and things like autoimmune hormonal imbalances brain fog depression mood issues all sorts of things and studies show that these attacks these sort of systemic attacks of these particles getting into the bloodstream it plays a role in the development of autoimmune disease like Hashimoto's and even things like type 1 diabetes so your gut barrier is really important and we wanna do all that we can to manage that and keep those mucosal cells really, really tight. So food toxins like gluten and chemicals like arsenic or BPA, they cause an immune response which affects not only the gut itself, but also other organs and tissues as well, like your skeletal system, your pancreas, your kidneys, your liver, and even the brain. And the thing to keep in mind here is that you don't have to have gut symptoms to have a leaky gut. And oftentimes, the symptoms or the disease state may show up like 5, 10, 15, 20 years later. So for example, with my autoimmune Hashimoto's diagnosis back in 2017, sure, I was diagnosed in 2017, but that doesn't mean that that's the year it started guaranteed that happened many many years ago probably more than 10 plus years prior and it wasn't until 2017 where the straw broke and I started to experience all the symptoms and got the diagnosis but for sure I can bet if I went back 10 years prior and had testing and looked at antibodies and things like that I would have seen that so what is ultimately the key takeaway here is that leaky gut and bad gut flora Are common because of our modern lifestyle. And if you have a leaky gut, you probably have bad gut flora and vice versa. And when your gut flora and your gut barrier are impaired, you will be inflamed, period. So I'm gonna share some steps, nine steps, as to what you can do and places to start. Of course, it goes way beyond deeper than these steps. Before we get into those steps, I wanna talk a little bit about the gut and the hormone connection because for those who are experiencing things like heavy and painful periods and mood swings and joint pain and joint aches and PMS, cramping, PCOS, headaches, acne, the connection here between the gut and hormones is that when inflammation is happening in the gut, it affects all of your hormones. All of them. It really starts to cause this impairment and then symptoms start to arise and we start to experience things like Estrogen dominance, for example, especially if we have constipation issues going on, we can't eliminate that estrogen effectively and then we reabsorb it back into the system. And so instead of detoxing, we are actually retoxing our body. So, how do we deal with this? What are the steps? Where do we start? First thing on my list that I always think of is to ditch the toxins. So, these are things like I mentioned earlier your sugar and wheat and gluten and things like that, and the vegetable oils, but also artificial flavorings and sweeteners, trans fats, GMOs, high fructose corn syrup, MSG, antibiotics, hormones, alcohol, soy. These are things to really be conscious of. And it's not to say that Like, for example, sugar is necessarily a toxin or dairy is a toxin per se, but they can be problematic. So it's really something to be conscious of and start to eliminate and take these things out of your diet. Step two, hydrate. It is so, so, so important to hydrate. You need that water to flush toxins out of your bowels. It actually hydrates your bowels and It helps the liver as well break down toxins too. And so we really need to hydrate. The thing that I want to add here with hydration is that a few things. Quality water is key. We want to be conscious of... Being able to filter out our water and toxins that can be in the water and fluoride and all that kind of stuff, which can fluoride, especially, can have an affinity for the thyroid. So let's be conscious of that. So, water quality is key. But then, also in terms of hydration, it's not just the water alone that hydrates us, it's the Salt. Actually, it's trace minerals that hydrate us. So adding just a pinch of really good quality sea salt to your water is really going to help with actually hydrating you on a cellular level. Step three, I recommend fermented veggies so sauerkraut is amazing kimchi is great especially if you love spice like i do i love kimchi with my eggs but you know all sorts of fermented and pickled veggies pickles are great and pickled radishes pickled green beans there's all sorts of things that you can ferment and pickle and those are going to be loaded with so much good healthy bacteria that feeds the gut things like kefir coconut kefir would be ideal i know some people pronounce it kefir I just say kefir. That could be a really great option. I like the coconut-based ones and or like a coconut yogurt. Just again, being really conscious of the sugar content is going to be really key. So if you're currently listening to this and you are eating like daily yogurt that is cow dairy-based, I would just be really conscious of that because it can be very mucus-forming and also the sugar content can be really high. So be really conscious of the yogurt that you're consuming, and maybe switch it up for something that's dairy-free. Step number four is to include some bone broth. So I love bone broth, super healing, loaded with so many great amino acids that actually help to heal the lining of the gut. So you can make your bone broth at home. I love to make mine in my Instant Pot. I actually have a really simple 10-step recipe in my book, The 30-Day Hormone Solution, and I absolutely love bone broth and it's super healing and great for the gut and great for the immune system. Step five, and I know this one is easier said than done, but stress management is going to be so key and so important here because it really does start to cause this metabolic breakdown in the body. It starts to cause more issues with our cortisol and our insulin. Both of those are fat storing hormones. If we have insulin issues going on, it will probably lead to us wanting to eat more sugar and craving more carbs which as we know is going to cause a gut imbalance and an imbalance with the gut flora. So really managing stress and being conscious of just supporting yourself and self care. This is one of the reasons why I launched the 28 day adrenal reset. We have some amazing testimonials from women who have gone through that program, so you can learn more about that by heading to our website, holisticwellness.ca. Just click on Programs, and you'll see it right there. You will see a list of all of the programs we have available, and the Adrenal Reset is a fantastic program, and it's loaded with amazing meal plans, a 28-day meal plan, healing recipes, whole food recipes, and then there's some great videos that are included in there for breath work and some really simple exercises and workouts that you can do at home that support your nervous system versus like really stimulating your nervous system. So these are key things to keep in mind when it comes to stress management. It's not just about popping supplements and just like, eating well, of course, this stuff matters, but it's also about like the breath work and how we're moving throughout our day and just exercise in general. What are you doing for that? Are you typically doing things that are revving your body up or are you doing things that's actually supporting your nervous system? Because if you've got a lot of adrenal issues going on, it will take a long time to heal them and you have to be in it for the long haul and you have to recognize that Like two weeks of slowing down and two weeks of changing up your workouts is just not going to be the thing. And then what ends up happening is that we don't get these results fast enough and then we're like, oh, this isn't working. And so we stop the supplement or we go back to our old routine. But you really got to stick with it for the long haul if you want real transformation and long-term success. Okay, step six, sleep. So key because if you're not sleeping, you're not healing and we know that Sleep is an amazing tool for regenerating the body, helping us detox. And it is also how we support our cortisol levels as well as our insulin levels. And it is just a therapeutic free tool. Free. We forget about the free stuff like all of the time, right? Like moving our body, being in nature, sleep, like the basics. We always forget these things. So, so important to have a healthy sleep routine. And then step seven is detox. So when I say detox, I don't mean like going to the health food store and buying this like 10-day detox kit. Detox is the things that we do every day. The things like our movement, our sleep, hydrating ourselves, being conscious of the toxins that we're exposed to in our food, in our body care, in our makeup, in our household cleaning products. These are all the things that make up detoxification so being really conscious of this is going to be helpful as you minimize that toxic load on the body it minimizes the toxic load on the gut which is really key okay step eight include fermentable fibers in prebiotics so there's a lot of things you can include here like raw dandelion greens I know they're very bitter, <laughs> raw leeks, raw jicama, which I love to eat. I just like dip it in guac. It's so, so good. They're actually very hydrating and I just love them. Underripe Bananas raw garlic, raw or cooked onions, raw asparagus, acacia gum, and raw chicory root. So prebiotics is basically food for your probiotics. It feeds the probiotics. So these are gonna be really, really helpful. And I eat tons of garlic and onions, and I have jicama. I do use underripe bananas. And I think raw chicory root. I'm trying to think if dandy blend which is like a coffee alternative that I've mentioned many times before. I know it has chicory root, but I'm, I'm going to assume that it's raw, but I'm not actually sure. So those are some options. You could supplement with a prebiotic, but I think focusing like food first would be ideal. And then step nine, this is where the supplements come in. So of course, things like probiotics are going to be really helpful L-glutamine is an amazing amino acid that actually helps to heal the lining of the gut. So I do recommend that. And you guys may have heard me speak about some of the healthy gut products before, but these are game changer and I absolutely love them. So digestive enzymes are key, especially if you're dealing with lots of bloating and gas, and you're just having a really hard time breaking down food, what happens is as we age, we don't produce enough digestive enzymes. So supplementing with them is so key. So the healthy gut holozyme it's my go-to. I use it all the time. It will help you to eat more of the foods that you love. It's going to actually support healthy blood glucose and it's going to help reduce bloating and gas. So I take two with my meals. Typically I take them with like lunch and dinner because those tend to be a little bit bigger meals, but especially over the holidays, like you can bet that I'm going to be taking this like religiously. I find like, especially with holiday stuff and traveling. This is where enzymes are just a 100% no-brainer. But even if you're dealing with ongoing digestive issues, and like I was saying earlier, my digestion is always that area of weakness for me. So enzymes are really important for me. So I'm a big fan of the holozyme. And then if you're dealing with underlying like heartburn and uh, low stomach acid or acid reflux, I know oftentimes we think it's because we're overproducing acid, but it's often the reverse of that. It's often because we don't have enough stomach acid. And if we don't have that stomach acid, we're not going to efficiently break down our food. So Healthy Gut has a product called HCL Guard for your hydrochloric acid, and it will help to support regular bowel function, and it will reduce like gastrointestinal bloat and like stomach pain so something else to really consider incorporating if you're dealing with a lot of that sort of heartburn acid reflux indigestion the hcl guard plus will be really helpful for you and then my absolute favorite product from healthy gut is tributerin x and the reason i'm sharing these products is because i've used them personally i've gone through like all three of them using them as a tool for my healing protocol, especially when I did my GI MAP test quite a few months ago and just really seeing where I needed support and having underlying H. pylori and needing to just like up the ante on like hydrochloric acid and digestive enzymes and then really healing leaky gut like their products were a game changer for me so the tributerin x it actually supports leaky gut healing and it's also going to be great for supporting regular bowel movements and then also if you are dealing with like histamine issues and histamine intolerance the tributerin x is going to help support that especially like mast cell production because that's what i was going through and it was just the worst like literally waking up every freaking day blowing my nose and sneezing for like the first 2 to 3 hours of the day i would literally have a kleenex box like glued to me and like my histamine response was on a whole other level like i can't even explain about it i can't even explain it and it just sucks. And I kind of went through this period where I was like, I can't have this happen anymore. And it was really just a sign that like I had done so much gut healing in the past, but like I really needed to step it up. And that's why I did the GI map test. And then that's also why I dove a little bit deeper into like leaky gut support. So tributerin X is kind of known as a postbiotic. And Mark my words, this is probably something you're going to hear a lot about in 2022. I think this is going to be like a new buzz product we're going to hear about. But really, it's a new class of supplement that focuses on boosting short-chain fatty acids and their immense ability to help the body. So butyrate is the most studied and most powerful of the three short-chain fatty acids that's made by your intestines. And short-chain fatty acids are produced when the microbiome ferments prebiotics or fibers from food however when someone has like a broken microbiome and has chronic gut inflammation and other gut issues going on or h pylori and infections then your ability to make those short chain fatty acids is reduced and so this is one of the big reasons why eating your vegetables is so important because if you can break down all of that plant fiber, it's actually going to help you create short-chain fatty acids. But if you can't break it down in the first place, which is really where the issue stems, then, well, bad news. You're not going to be able to produce those short-chain fatty acids. So it is a fantastic product. And I can't remember how much I used to take because I started it back in like early in the summer, but now I just take one before bed. And it's amazing because it does improve your sleep. And it's going to, reduce bloating, enhance your microbiome diversity, and it's also going to increase your energy levels. There's like no smell to it or anything like that. But the thing I will say is when you supplement with tributyrin X, the first like week or two, because it's literally enhancing that diversity of gut flora, and you're going to have all these changes happening in the gut, your stomach is going to be like gurgling and making all sorts of sounds. So just an FYI, if you use it and you start to notice that, I want you to know totally normal. So you can head on over to healthygut.com forward slash healthyhormones. And it is a $15 discount. And if you're in the US, I believe they're also offering free shipping, but I highly recommend them. They're really fantastic. And if you've been struggling and you just are dealing with like the bloating after meals, if you have underlying even autoimmune issues, histamine issues, chronic inflammation, food sensitivities, their products are going to be a real game changer for you. And I highly recommend them. So do check them out. And that link again is healthygut.com forward slash healthy hormones. Okay, so outside of those products, some other things that can be Really easy to include are things like apple cider vinegar. That can actually be great for supporting hydrochloric acid and supporting digestion. Even if you just mix a little tablespoon or two with a little bit of water and like have that first thing in the morning, or you have it like 15 to 20 minutes before you're going to have a meal, it could really help to support some of those digestive juices. Things like gelatin and collagen, all really healing for the gut. Aloe vera is really great. You can buy some aloe vera juice and especially if you're dealing with a lot of that like indigestion, aloe vera can be really helpful for that. And yeah, those are really some of my go-tos. And again, the healthy gut products are a game changer when it comes to the enzymes, the HCL support, and then the leaky gut support. So I would definitely start there. And then outside of that, making sure you are also including other healing foods like apple cider vinegar and the gelatin, and the collagen, even things like coconut oil is really great something else I should mention too are your omega-3 fish oils because they're so anti-inflammatory and really powerful for just supporting inflammation in the body supporting heart health brain health healthy hormones all of the things so those are some good places to start so I would definitely check out some of those and then of course if you do want to take it a little step further, you can always dive into gut testing. GI map testing is really powerful and gives you just a lot of amazing answers in terms of bacterial imbalance, fungal, viral. It can really help to show like the diversity in your gut and underlying infections that's going on. So we use that in our hormone solution program for any of the women that we're coaching that really need that extra gut support. We always do a GI map test with them. And then other things that you can always consider is colonic, of course. I used to go for them pretty regularly because one of the clinics that I used to work at way, way back in the day and used to live closer to, their colonic hydrotherapist, oh my God, she was fantastic and she was so good. And so I used to go there regularly and that was definitely a game changer. Things like a coffee enema, you can do them at home. I have like all the stuff to do coffee enemas and I don't do them. I always get so hesitant to do them, but definitely something that I really should add to like my list of things to do for just like health and just gut support overall. So I definitely need to get on that. And then of course, like parasite cleansing, candida cleansing, but these aren't things I would just, I would never do these things on your own. Like you need to be working with a practitioner or be working with us inside the Hormone Solution Program and really get the right testing and have the right support and have somebody who knows how to review your testing appropriately and provide the protocols that are necessary because it can be dangerous just picking up a parasite cleanse off of the shelf from like your local health food store and like not working on other things first like you don't want to do a parasite cleanse if your body is like constipated and you're backed up and you need to like open up different detox pathways you got to know that stuff first or it's not going to feel very good so things you really want to be conscious of when you are debating or deciding if you want to dive into something like that. Okay, so I think that brings me to the end. That was kind of gut health 101 some simple things that you can do every day and some areas to focus on and some supplements that you can include and then some advanced steps there if you want to dive deeper i really hope that gives you a really good overview and especially if you've been feeling stuck in this area and you really need support i really hope that this is going to be an episode that really helps you especially as you head into the holiday season not just the holiday season but every day overall right because we want to feel our best and if our gut health and our digestive system is off well it really starts to throw everything off because you've probably heard how Our gut is our second brain and it's so powerful and so much of disease and symptoms stems from issues with the gut. So really important that we make it a priority to heal and support our gut health. So if you have any questions or you had any aha moments during this episode, I'd love to hear from you. You can come follow me on Instagram at holistic wellness foodie. And also I do want to mention that the world of social media is changing the amount of people that see our posts and it's getting lower and lower and lower and there is so many things that are being filtered and screened in the online world so if you really want to be connected with us getting discounts to different amazing brands that we offer different launches with our online programs hearing more about gut health and hormones and weight loss and all of it we share all of this in our weekly newsletters you can sign up at holisticwellness.ca forward slash newsletter. And that's where we can really have conversation without being filtered and screened and blocked and all of the things going on in social media. So come join us over there on our email list. We would really appreciate it. And if this episode can benefit anybody in your life, I would love for you to share it with them. Thank you so much for being with me today. And I ask for your patience over December and January as I navigate the episodes as we move into rebranding and relaunching this podcast because I'm essentially like double recording right now. I'm recording for... The podcast right now for december and for january but because we are launching rebranding and everything and relaunching in february i'm like batching content so that's ready to go so our production team can like already work on those episodes so man it's a lot of talking so bear with me some weeks may be missed but come february 1st i'm really excited to release our rebrand and share it all with you guys so thanks again for being with me have an awesome day and I'll chat with you all next week take care